following podcast may not be suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. It's always during the holidays that we endure family disagreements, criticisms, and political debates at the Thanksgiving dinner table. I guess that's just family fun during the holidays. Most times, these minor annoyances rarely escalate. Maybe a few hurt feelings. Though other times, it escalates into fool, murder, mutilation, and sometimes cannibalism. I'm glad I'm not in that family. Well, this is what happened for Omaima Nelson on Thanksgiving in 1991. You're listening to Unexplained Realms, the podcast. I'm your host, Anne, joined by co-host and producer, Eddie V. Gobble, gobble. This one is going to make you appreciate all those minor family nuisances. Omaima Nelson was born in Egypt in 1968. She grew up in an impoverished southern Egyptian village. Her father was physically and sexually abusive. His abuse even went as far as having Omaima's genitals mutilated. This is a common practice in Egypt and throughout India. It is to prevent women from having sex before they are married or allowed. Obviously in current times, the practice is opposed heavily. The procedure makes intercourse painful and uncomfortable. Omaima's mother finally chose to leave and divorce her father, moving them to Cairo, also called the City of the Dead. This city is built around a series of Islamic-era necropolises, as well as cemeteries. This necropolis has grown over centuries and contains graves of the local populations, as well as mausoleums of the historical elites and rulers. When Omaima turned 18, she met an oil worker. Her mother encouraged her to marry him for a better life. Omaima was married and moved to the United States. While living together in Texas as a married couple, the marriage began to fall apart quickly. Being so young and not having a good understanding of the English language, Omaima would go to bars and meet men in hopes of finding someone new to take care of her and give her some stability. After her divorce, she found herself in California, in the Orange County area. 
taking various jobs with very little skills, it became difficult. But she took jobs as a nanny, cleaning houses, and even landed several modeling jobs to help get by. At times, she would meet men in bars and swindle money from them. By 1991, she was only 23 years old, and she'd met 56-year-old Texas man named Bill Nelson. Bill and Omaima met at a bar. He was very flashy, driving a red Corvette, wearing red cowboy boots, and a large belt buckle. Many would describe him as a vibrant and bright presence. Though Bill was no angel. He was arrested in 1984 while he was a pilot for smuggling marijuana on his flights. Though it didn't stop either from being attracted to one another, Omaima was attracted to older American men as she believed she would be treated well by them as well as have the ability to live a stable life with financial security. Bill claimed that he owned a cattle ranch in Texas and he would often talk about his five children and 17 grandchildren. Bill and Omaima became infatuated and married only one month after meeting. Married in Phoenix, Arizona by a justice of the peace, their honeymoon consisted of a road trip to Texas, then to Arkansas, so Bill could introduce his new bride to his family. Omaima met Bill's children, some of the children were older than Omaima. Sometime after their wedding, Omaima was bucked from a horse on a trip. She had a head injury, but refused medical treatment. She took some aspirin, some vodka, and went on with her day. After the honeymoon road trip, the newlyweds headed back home to Orange County. Bill called his daughter to share how the trip went and invite her to their Thanksgiving dinner. His daughter stated she wouldn't be able to make it to Thanksgiving. Omaima and Bill held their own Thanksgiving dinner but this would be the last meal Bill would ever eat. Omaima claims that after their dinner, Bill tried to sexually assault her and strangle her. This led her to hit him with a lamp and stab him with a pair of scissors which killed him. Then proceed to hit him with a clothing iron until it broke into pieces. She claimed it was self-defense. But this is not where the story ends. 
Omaima went on to put on a red dress and some red lipstick and proceeded to cut up her dead husband and cook his head and hands as well as castrating him. By December 1st, she had stored body parts in trash bags and decided she needed help getting rid of the body. She arrived at a former boyfriend's home, Jose. The two only dated for a short time. She told him her husband beat and raped her and she had no choice but to kill him. Asking Jose to assist her in disposing of the body, she also explained that she had cut him up and placed him in trash bags. She was driving Bill's Corvette and expressed to Jose that she needed a truck or other vehicle to assist in disposing of the trash bags filled with body parts. For his assistance, she offered Jose $75,000 and two motorcycles. Jose asked Omaima to wait a moment while he got his truck. Though, he was really calling 911. When police arrived, she stated she did not tell Jose any of this and stated her husband, Bill, was on a business trip in Florida. Officers felt her answers were off to their questions, but she was cooperating. Officers also noticed a bag on the passenger seat of her vehicle. During their search, they found in the bag human organs including what appeared to be human lungs. Arriving at the home of Bill and Omaima, officers found human hands in frying pans, cooked together with white meat, turkey. The hands had been severed and fried in vegetable oils. More body parts had been found stored in the freezer. During their search of the bedroom, investigators found that the bedposts had been broken and the bed and box spring were soaked with blood. They noticed bruising around Bill's ankles, or what remained of them. This led authorities to wonder if he had been tied up for a period of time. Authorities found a skinned human torso hanging from clothing hangers in the bathroom. Neighbors stated that they had heard the garbage disposal running for multiple days for hours at a time. It is wondered if she disposed of some of Bill in the garbage disposal. His head was found wrapped in aluminum foil and his face had burns that would be consistent with boiling oil. 
had she tried to deep fry his head as well? It is believed that Omaima ate some of Bill's remains. Omaima claimed rape and self-defense. So a rape exam was performed, but it came back negative. And the only cuts and bruises on her body were consistent with somebody that was dismembering a body. Omaima now began to change her story frequently. At first, she insisted that these body parts belonged to someone else that Bill had killed before leaving for his business trip in Florida. Then the story turned to an ancient Egyptian demon told her to dismember Bill's body. Though investigators were still confused as to what happened to nearly 100 pounds of Bill's body. Omaima was sent to be evaluated by psychologists and stated to them that she cooked Bill's ribs and dipped them in barbecue sauce. She stated that nothing was sweeter than the taste of her husband's flesh. Omaima later tried to take back the statements of cannibalism, but it wouldn't matter. She was charged with second-degree murder. She was also diagnosed with PTSD and is being psychotic. Sentenced to 28 years to life. Appeals have all been denied as well as parole. The parole board indicates that she has never taken responsibility for this horrific act. So they believe Omaima is still a serious threat to the public. There's no telling what actually happened here. Was she psychotic? Or was this revenge for all the men that had harmed her in her life? We may never really know and have to leave it to the realms of the unexplained. Pretty sure we don't. Oh, why do you say that? I think she may have already been crazy with some rage due to a lifetime of abuse. Plus that untreated head injury from being thrown from the horse. I think that all adds up to some serious psychological damage. Prior to this marriage, she had been arrested for shoplifting in pharmacies. In one of those incidents, she was confronted by two members of their female security staff, and she almost bit the breast off of one of the guards and punched the crotch of the other before she was apprehended. You know, situations in her childhood she learned that every situation is almost like fight or flight. Either way, the whole situation is sad. And once again, another example of how the mental health care system in this country has a lot of room for improvement. Yeah, I'm, I'm not even sure I'm hungry for a turkey dinner now. No worries, I have the perfect Thanksgiving cocktail ready for you. Happy, Happy Thanksgiving! Thanksgiving.
If you're new, you can visit us at unexplainedrealms.com, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok. And don't forget to smash those like, subscribe, and follow buttons. And don't forget to hit the show notifications button on Spotify so you get reminders when we drop a new episode. Don't forget to click on our sponsors' links when visiting unexplainedrealms.com. With a variety of brands and products to choose from and the most exclusive deals just for you. Support for this podcast comes from Anchor.fm and V Media Studios.